Oh, wait. That's why I could... <gasps> All right, Am I so alive? Should we redo it? Should we redo? I can act it. We can re reenact it. <laughs> How do we start? Okay, so <laughs> you um, you creative director's mistake. I forgot to turn on our guest uh, <laughs> mic. This is definitely going to go in the episode that I messed up. So we're going to start over. So guys, welcome to, to game, Good Game Do Us Part podcast. This is Troy. I'm back again with Henry. What's up? And I don't we, fuck up the intro. All right, uh, judge me. <laughs> and then we're here with a special guest. Robley. You may know me as Leonix on the internet. I feel like this is deja vu going on right now. It kind of is. It's <laughs> like I just messed up and we had to re-record. Yeah. Um, but guys, yes, Rob is the owner of Pittsburgh Knights uh, organization, esports organization, if you haven't heard of that. I'm redoing this part again. One of my favorite PUBG esports orgs. Um, so what was your thought process when you picked up a European team for, like, a European PUBG team at being an American org? Well, I, I get that a lot. Um, just in general, our philosophies of picking up teams has always been um, where is that eSport dominant in ter terms of region, right? Um, you'll see you know, European region being really good at the FPS, shooters. Um, so we wanted to take that philosophy and adopt that. Um, so a good example of this is like, you know, Team Liquid having a European team, right? Or FaZe Clan, but like they're American organizations, right? It just so happens that we have Pittsburgh in the name. Uh, for geological reasons, um, we stand very strong on the marketing end just by having a city name attached yeah. to ours. Um, so, we're, so we're really closely tied to um, localization. Uh, but for us, why we have a European team? To be honest, at the beginning, uh, since there was no leagues ever set up, we were just going to say, hey, we're going to go pick the best team, make it up, and just so happens to be three of the four were Europeans, and we wanted to actually move them to NA. And then when the Pro League came out, they were like, nope, oh, yeah, yeah. you need three of the residential. <laughs> so we wanted to be actually part of NPL for the longest time, but mm. we're part of PEL because of said rules. And I'm not that type of person to just drop kids and get rid of their futures because stupid things like that yeah you know but um we're fully committed to our players and uh you know that we're we're with them for a long time uh vox and Drayden have been with us ever the inception like ever uh since the inception of the org mm -hmm. so um they're they're locked in for us so with uh Voxic being from the states and him going over to europe I know it's probably unlikely, but did he have any type of like visa issues, like how we normally see with other players who are coming from other countries to the U.S. that have like visa issues? Did he have anything like with issues with that? So we're very fortunate that uh, PEL's first season uh, or first uh, split is only like three weeks long, so he can still operate on a on a tourist visa essentially. Okay. Um, that's still in the process. Uh, for him specifically, because we're trying to figure out what we want to do going forward with the PUBG team. Um, for our Smite and Paladins, um, Paladins is all from the U.S., so we didn't have to worry about that. Okay. But Smite, um, we had to get everyone uh, with their visas because they're all European. They all moved to Atlanta. Um, but the reason why a lot of these things were uh, delayed is because of the government shutdown. So the visas had like been pushed back, pushed back. Like SPL, PEL, all these leagues are starting way late into the season because they wanted to give times to the organizations to get visas for their players. Originally, most of these leagues were supposed to start in January, including PEL, okay. including um, SPL and, and uh, Paladins Pro League. And I'm sure there's other leagues that were affected by this too. So they couldn't even they couldn't even do anything when your own government just shuts it down entirely. You know, you don't have a lot of like, well, you don't have a lot of yeah, uh, you don't way yeah. to do anything. Yeah, you don't have it. You don't have like any, there's no power, but that's that's what we had to deal with. <laughs> I didn't ask. How is your PAX East thus far? Ooh. This is the, technically the third day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, everything's been pretty good. I mean, like, I this is my third or fourth PAX. Um, pretty pretty familiar with everyone um my main whole thing of going to like packs is meet old friends and also make new ones um 
but I everything's he, I been. I thought he was gonna say party. Yeah. Oh yeah, party. <laughs> I did. I'm not. I believe it or not, I'm not that big of a partier. I just, I just end up at them because was, someone yeah. drags me along. That happened last night with us. <laughs> we just randomly ended up at the Facebook party, and then we ended up at the Predator party. We just kept ending up places, and we we're like. So when are we going to go home, guys? <laughs> yeah. Anybody I, hungry? I, I, I keep asking. I'm like, hey, like, can I go home? They're like, no, no, stay with well, us. And I'm a, like, no, please, let me a, leave. I remember at, at the Facebook party, at like an hour before, they were like, I went up to get a drink, and they were like, either water or soda. I'm like, well, that means we're over here, right? That means we can wrap it up, right, guys? <laughs> exactly. No, nope, we're and still it, here. It's funny because <laughs> we weren't even supposed to be at that. Well, I'm going to say we're not supposed to be, but like we only ended up going to the Facebook party because like the, there was like no music at the Acer party, mm-hmm. and they were playing Rocket League on the stage which I still don't understand. They had four FPS players <laughs> versus regular, like, people in the crowd playing Rocket League. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, what? like yeah. are you guys just trying to give away free swag? Like, yeah. at this point? I, mean, like, you know I heard you, I heard Jumpman was hosting that, right? Yeah, he yeah. was. He did a great job, but the only thing was, like, you couldn't hear music because they were playing Rocket League. And then <laughs> between it, they were just playing dubstep. And it's like, all right, like, I really just want to dance and, like, enjoy the music, and I can't. So... There was a super secret PUBG party. <laughs> I, that's where I was at. He just got really defeated just, just now. So you know, that, there, there was a super secret. Well, I was really upset because um, I didn't even know about it. And then uh, I talked to Prim, and, and Prim was like, "Yeah, like talk to talk to Sly." And I I only got one ticket. There was no plus one. It was really shady because it wasn't like shady as in like bad, but like shady as in like we didn't know what was going on. Got this RSVP. I was like, yeah, like people could come. And then uh, we go. It's like a, this, it's a very like intimate, mm-hmm. like small thing. But apparently they wanted a lot more people to be involved to make it look more exclusive, I guess. Damn. But, damn. But. You're so mad right now. I love PUBG, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just... No. So it was a PUBG party. And uh, apparently they were like mad that not a lot of people came and everyone planned their parties on this day because they knew that Twitch wasn't going to be here. So they were like, mm. oh, we're going to throw this massive PUBG party. But the way they did it was so exclusive that you couldn't even get a ticket. So it kind of like backfired. They made it <laughs> so exclusive that <laughs> nobody came. Not not that nobody came, just like minimal people came. I know no connection in the It should have been just public, to be honest. It was really fun. The food was amazing. <laughs> so it, was it was a good place to sit down and eat dinner. All right, so anytime I'm at they an had event, steak, infinite steak. Just so I'm you know. looking for Robin. I'm being like, yo, where's the PUBG give party? Me, give <laughs> me <that> PUBG. <laughs> just, just let me. Just get a ticket. Just randomly be like, hey, how's the steak here? Is it good? Can I come? <laughs> Should I come through? What's up? All right, so I've been kind of dominating the beginning of this. Henry, do you have any questions? I do, far? actually. I actually have some. I, since, you know, so you're so you're very involved in, like, the esports uh, uh, world, rather. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you feel about the state of it, that is it like, right now? Do you Because a lot of times we, we make this, and we've said it before on a, on a previous podcast, we had um, Shidoso from formerly of Splice Gaming, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of doing his own thing. And we, we got into the topic of, like, is esports right now a bubble? Like, is it growing, growing, growing? Is it going to pop? Or is it, like, just progressively on the rise and, and it's just going to level off? Okay. Is there going to be, like, a fall at some point? Yeah, so I was, uh... I Don't get me wrong, I, I'm definitely a firm believer of the bubble. Right. But you have to understand esports is so fragmented in different ecosystems that only each eco- ecosystem will be a bubble, Right. There's going to be a couple that pop, um, but as a whole, no, um, just because the generation gap had been changing, right? Everything is going to be, it's like, it's like Marvel releasing a new movie and it shatters its previous record just because more population wants to, you know, be a part it, of that, right? Yeah. Be a part of it. So esports as a whole, no. Um, esports uh, for individual like ecosystems, possibly, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know where Overwatch League is going to be in a couple yeah. years. Um, people dumped a lot of money into it. Uh, we don't know where League of Legends is going to be. We're not. We don't even know where PUBG is going to be, right? Uh, especially with new battle royales that come out that take up the market. Um, but it's still standing strong, right? Because PUBG is the Fortnite for China. You know, right. it's it's massive, and PUBG Mobile is like super massive too. Yeah. It makes a lot of money. Um, but yeah, do I believe in the bubble? Yes, but um, in fragments, yes. Mm. Um, that's that's actually a really interesting way to put it. Yeah, um, I don't. I think each one will grow um, in its own way. Uh, like, for instance, even though that, like, I'll, I'll be real. I, I love high-res. Like, Smite and Paladins, not the biggest games, but they're the most sustainable out of, like, all of them. Most of them. 
Um, and then I see platforms growing, right? Like at GDC, they announced Stadia. What does that mean for us? Um, Mixer, Facebook Gaming, all dumping a whole bunch of money into like the big five are trying to get media rights because they're the new, they're the, they're the new television stations. Yeah. They're dumping into the, they're they're dumping money I mean, into this I mean, to, to try to get like, it. I think it's like the idea of like throwing all these things at a dartboard and just hoping that something sticks eventually. Um, that's how I feel it is right now. Well, I mean, like if you. If you want to look down from top down, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the media rights and how tech is evolving now these days. Um, they always ask me, like, oh, should we get like media rights from uh, YouTube? Should we get media rights from Facebook or Mixer? Well, it doesn't matter because each one of those platforms are going to be strong, like, stronger in different ways. Right? Yeah. So when they ask me, oh, who's going to win in the media rights war? Right, like Twitch is obviously super big right now. They're partnering with Amazon. That's one of the big five. Um, but here's the thing: if Facebook Gaming decides to like keep going down the road, their user database is the biggest user database out yeah. of everyone so far. So um, they're going to tailor to very broad and and casual gamers, right? Um, YouTube, they have that the YouTube generation following, right? Mm. So it just really depends on who they want to um, target and market their strategy to. Do you, do you think that has any effect on the people who are trying to push esports and gaming to like the forefront of t television or do you feel like that's still do you feel like that's reaching to the past and it's kind of like pointless and like we need to only focus on the media rights for like tech based stuff like on the internet or do you think it has a purpose like chasing like television um i think honestly i think television will always be around as long as the older generations are around to be honest um, do I think television's dead? Not entirely. Uh, is it declining? Yes. Do you do you pay for cable? I sure I don't. don't. No. Nope. <laughs> I, so, I got an Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah. So that, that's a conversation that I always have with um, uh, a lot of conservative people, and I'm like, um, you know, I don't pay for television. I pay the eight bucks a month to Netflix. I uh, torrent most of my shit, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, um, the, it's the idea of do you have a home phone? Yeah, exactly, right? Um, the, we absorb content in different ways. Um, it might not be the highest quality. I remember there was like an interview with um, James Cameron and how he was upset that, you know, going to the movies is an event. Mm -hmm. It's it's Everyone's watching on these like small screens and, and whatnot, and they don't get the real theatrical view of it. Yeah. But our generation just grew up absorbing content differently yeah. than an older generation. Because going to the movies is an event. So, let's get into a little bit of your history. Sure. What was the first video game that you ever laid your hands on, if you can remember? Oh, yeah. So, my first video game ever was with my older brother. We, uh, he used to live in a trailer park. It's crazy. Um, was on the PlayStation 1. It was Croc. Croc. Okay. Um, it was not Mario, but Croc. It was a little, uh, you know, crocodile yeah. running around. On PlayStation One, that was the first thing, and then I would always have nightmares because uh, <laughs> because my brother, after playing Croc, he'd be like, "Oh, time's up, Resident Evil, let's go." Oh my God, <laughs> was, that is the. I was terrified as a child. I'm scarred, but now I love zombies, so we're good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. You played uh, Resident Evil Two, the remake? I haven't yet. Really? I want to. That's oh, actually God. the the game that he was playing. Because we would always joke around and run around like the house with your arm on your shoulder <laughs> and be like, <laughs> "Is Leon gonna be okay?" But the, yeah, that's that's what we did <laughs> growing up. So, so follow up to that. What was the first game that you ever were like, more so like competitive, not competitive, but rather what did you like that that gave you that sense of competition? Ooh. What was like the first game? So, um, so I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, right. If, if anyone knows anything about Pittsburgh, uh, we love our sports. Um, I'd say gaming was an enhancement to my competitive mindset because I just grew up around sports, football, uh, baseball, hockey, and just really was um, into just competition, right? Um, grew up uh, playing all the sports, and then one day, freshman year, I joined the, the football team, and I got laid the fuck out. <laughs> so, I, I, was, I was like, hey, yep. Not doing this again <laughs> because, like, I, I'm a small dude. Like, I'm I'm not. I I didn't hit my growth spurt until like you know, I don't know, senior year of college. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
but <laughs> till late. So everyone's like super big. I think I still have a concussion from that time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, once that happened, I stopped, discovered some Halo. Uh, Halo was my jam back in the day. That was that was the original um, thing that really pushed me to to like I just took everything that I knew about competition and just infused it mm. into gaming. And that the only thing at the time was console gaming for you know us young folk back in the day. Um, so once the Xbox Live was on, I popped that baby on. Mm. That was my form of competition every day after school, after I got laid the fuck out. Very, um, <laughs> very... Uh, you still follow regular sports nowadays, or like? Yes, like, actually, okay. I, I, it's like I have to. Are you now. a Steelers fan? Yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry. Dude, the Orioles like <laughs> just partnered and signed. Yeah. I'm from it's New like, York, so it's like I'm a very big Giants fan. It's all good. So, um, uh, two months ago, or no, three and a half months ago, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers invested into right, right, yeah, our esports team. So that was officially recognized. There's a lot of uh, quiet money too. That's um, a part of it. Um, but we're going to probably announce a couple like really big partnerships in the next oh. couple months. Um, that's can, I, can I guess what one of those are? Ooh. It's gonna you're, be, you're allowed to guess. I'm going to guess that it's going to be a Pittsburgh Knights Madden team, and they're going to play in Snoop Dogg's uh, Gangster Gaming League. That is... I mean, I think it's... I that's think my that, speculation. That one's obvious. Um, so <laughs> I think right now we are... We're, we're really close with Snoop um, just because, uh, you know... His homeboy's from Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, yeah. You can figure that who that is. Um, but uh, we are signing the. We're in the middle of signing uh, Deliverance. He is back-to-back championship uh, winner for the Madden Club, like the, the Steelers Madden Club championship, which is um, uh, the the Madden player that they they send to their championships. So he's won 18 and 19 okay. for this year. Okay. So. He'll be joining the Knights. That's dope. Yeah. That's actually really yeah, yeah. dope. Um, so, what do you feel like gets more traction nowadays? Do you feel like, uh, like more so like the out otherworldly like Overwatch type games, League, um, PUBG stuff like that, or like do you feel like your video games that are more grounded like sports, like Madden, NBA 2K, and stuff like that? What do you feel like gets more traction nowadays? Okay, um, I, I get a lot of that because. Uh, when I talk to people who are playing, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm, I'm in eSports. Like, oh, you mean EA Sports. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> I get that all the time. I have no idea why that's a thing. Um, but that's the thing that they're uh, attached to. I, it, you know, the, when you talk about regular sports, um, I'm an elitist. I do respect uh, regular sports when it, they're converted into video games like the Maddens, the NBA, 2K, whatever. But honestly, for me as... I, I would think I'm part of the demographic in some form or fashion. Um, if I wanted to watch those things, I'll just watch real sports. Like right. I'll, I'll just watch it on TV. I'll subscribe to ESPN. I'll get you know. I'll 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 watch that. Um, but for when it, video games, I want to fucking watch people shoot each other. I want to watch people, um, you know, throw fire and ice at each other. I want to be stuck in fantasy land. I do not <laughs> want to watch right. someone. You know what I mean? So. If I want to see someone do a shotgun play, I, yeah, can, exactly. I can go watch it yeah. on whatever. Yeah, yeah I, it's okay. it's it's business. It's vi- it's violence, but controlled. It's it's safe. Yeah, you know what? That's that's what I like, or and that, and that's what most people like. They want they want to experience that stuff without actually. You know, I'm not gonna go. You know, you know, do all that. I, I can't throw fire and ice at someone at Paxi's. Okay, I'll get arrested. I mean, <laughs> exactly. You throw an ice cube or or try to. You know, that's that's terrible. But um, you know, for me, uh, that's part of the fantasy element. Um, two, you have to also look at video games in their own genre. They they always ask me like, what happens when the like the next sequel of a video game comes out and like that the Call of Duty two, Call of Duty three, Call of Duty four. I'm like, no, you can't look at esports that way. You have to look at it in their specific genres. Who are the kings of their genre, right? Yeah. You could say, you know, class based shooters um, is. Uh, top for Overwatch, right? Overwatch is the best class-based shooter, da 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 whatever. Um, what's the best MOBA? Well, best on streaming numbers? Like League of Legends, right? Best on prize pool? Dota. Um, what's the best uh, regular shooter Call of Duty on consoles? Okay, there. Uh, PC shooters, CSGO, right? Mm. So you don't look at it in games or titles. It's just the flavor of the month of that genre right. leading up to it. So that's what you like watching. Um, I think... Uh, for for instance, what really I always get the question also, what makes like an esport right? Is it um, the viewership? Is it uh, the game or how it's presented? So like 
here's here's a good thing that makes me or not good thing, but here, here here's what makes me skeptical of um, like let's say Overwatch League, right? The reason why I'm so skeptical of Overwatch League is because history in itself tells you what was Overwatch before Overwatch. It was Team Fortress 2. That was never like a huge competitive thing. Right. Like the competitive community for games sprout and make themselves because people would want to see it competitive. They want yeah. to see it right. high end. But that was never a thing for Team Fortress 2. Right. Mm-hmm. So they just made another game like Team Fortress 2, but like with, um, you know, uh, dr- like. Pixar characters almost, right? Yeah, like and Disney then forced characters. it into. Well, I want. F- yeah. So would, they, would you, say, with that being said, not really because you, but do you think that Blizzard kind of forced it into an esport, or that the people that it was marketed to kind of focused it in toward esports because it was what esports was being like shown showcased as? I think because it was the biggest title, people wanted it to be an esport. Is a combination, and Activision Blizzard forced it to be an esport. I, gotcha. I think they. I think for me, my own personal is like I, my takeaway from that is I think Blizzard and like Activision saw like how well it was doing with like you know when they had like the Apex League and stuff like that in Korea and found they were like why are we not getting in on this and I feel like then that's when they really forced it into like this big conglomerate stuff and don't get me wrong I enjoy Overwatch League I, I enjoy watching games and stuff like that but I do can definitely see that it's like definitely like been a forced thing into your. It, it's forced because no one back then wanted it to be competitive. People only wanted to be competitive right then and there because Overwatch was the new shiny thing in the room at the time. Right. Yeah. So there's only three decisions, three three different pathways that game developers make their or run their esport right because they're the they're, they hold the keys to the kingdom. Their IP. No one um, owns the football in the NFL, right? Like the NFL runs it. Yeah. But no one owns the IP. Like you can still go outside and play football. And even possibly even broadcast it, right? But not no, on TV. Um, <laughs> weird. Weird. Uh, so it's either developer licenses it to third parties like ESL to like make their open circuits. That's why you get GLL and Star Ladder for PUBG when it was yeah. open circuit back in the day. Or they take control of their IP and they run their own esports, and that's an entire marketing arm. Um, very much like League of Legends, what they did. Um, now, now what PUBG is doing, right, yeah. with PEL and NPL. No, GLL is not doing it. Like, they're not running any leagues for um, for PUBG as long as it's, like, um, like the one-off tournaments for, the, like, the world stuff. Yeah. Um, they, but, like, turned them, they turned them into majors, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, or the third option is they do a combination of both of what, of what they're doing right now. Um, so, yeah, like, it just really depends on like how the community wants it to be an esport if it was ever an esport in the first place does it garner top level competition like for right now i think the flavor of the month is apex legends everyone wants to know who the best like apex legends player is that's I why mean, dizzy yeah. like blew up right yeah. i mean we got into this like our, i think our first episode where um you were a little heated about apex legends um about it being the idea of uh it was how long was it out for like for like was, three days was, or something was, like that it was like three or four days, and people were already... I get the point of people already looking to sign players, but it was just like... It wasn't like it dropped... Like, I don't know. It, it was weird to me because it's like, all right, I understand, like, there's going to be people who want to play competitive like in almost every game. But it's like the game has been out for three days, and you're already, like, saying, all right, let's sign people. People already saying, like, oh, I'm pro in this. It's like, how can you be pro in something when you haven't competed? Mm-hmm. Like, and we don't know what the skill cap, like, the skill cap is. Like, look at Dizzy. Like, I don't think anyone, like, he he kind of blew up overnight. Like, yeah. no one really knew who he was. Like, even if he was playing something before, he might not have been as great in it. Apex Legends comes out, and now he's considered the best in it. So it's like, what happens next month if he's not the best? But now he's already signed to NRG. But I don't know if he's signed as a streamer or not. But, like, say you sign all these players, and then, like, a month later, you realize, like, oh, the skill gap is way better. Now you have all these contracts that you kind of have to, like, get people out of or, you know. Yeah, it gets like really that. confusing when there's not really a stabilized infrastructure for that particular game. Yeah. Um, I think, well, you have to look at it from, like, NRG's perspective and those teams that do sign players. They're looking to uh, take as much real estate as possible and hedge their bets that they would find a Dizzy. They would find, like, good players that are in the game and they would just instantly blow up. And they, yeah. that's what energy did. Yeah. They, they, I wouldn't even say, you know, I, I, would, I actually think it's a little bit of luck, to be honest. Um, and then he was just in the right place, right time, in the right social circles, and he blew up, and he 
Um, he's also good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. Um, there are good players out there, and um, but as an esport, right? Like he's still playing in Code Red tournaments, right? He's still winning money. Um, he's still claiming that he's the best player in the world, and that's all we really need to do, right? Most of the esports stuff is marketing dollars. Yeah. Um, so let's get back into a little bit of your history. You said you, like, you, when you fell in love with like gaming or sort of, uh, it was around Halo. Did you ever compete on like game battles or anything for Halo oh, or any like Call of Duty? Of course, but you know, at, when you when you think you're hot shit, <laughs> <laughs> you actually play and you find out that you're not hot shit. The closest thing I've ever had in competitive, um, like level was uh, not even Halo. Was never like amazing at Halo. It just started my drive for competition in video games. I mean, yeah, I'd like to say I'd be the best one at my high school, <laughs> but in the country, no way. Um, but I was like, read stuff in the magazines, like uh, IGN back in the day, and, and I mean, Game Informer, um, like of all these other players and people like the ninjas of the world back then, um, like the Ogre Twos, right? Uh, cool. T Squared. Yeah. Um, those are like guys I like looked up to like growing up, <laughs> but. Um, the real competition was in League of Legends for me. Actually, the highest like level or, or rank that I've ever competed or not even well, got to in, in League was like Master Tier. Technically, I was a sub for an LCS team for a couple of them. Just never seen an actual competitive <laughs> game. You, fun fact, you could pick me in the fantasy LCS, <laughs> but I would score you zero points, just so you know. Just being in that fantasy league is almost like an accomplishment. Yeah, like, yo, right. why didn't you pick me on your fantasy Actually, team? That's like, a good wait, point. What? How do you feel about fantasy leagues for esports? Love it. Really? I love it. As long as it's a, uh, a pro league or some form of league that's stabilized structure, like every weekly games. Right. Yeah. It, it makes sense. For like, funsies or for like, for like real money? What do you mean? What? What? Would you would you would you want like a fun one or just like you just do with your friends or like would you want to, like something that was like oh I would do cold, both right like cold I, hard cash you trying to make a little bit of money here on the oh, side no, oh no oh no <laughs> not like that but yeah I mean like of course if my my buddies on the side of on you know uh, after work every day we're like okay we're gonna like kick each other's ass in like fantasy <laughs> like league yeah of course um, would I want to be a part of like a fantasy Overwatch thing yeah of course mm -hmm. fantasy whatever. Um, but a fantasy Apex Legends, not yet, no, <laughs> right? No. And it has to be something stable where I can just be like, okay, this guy's gonna get these points, I'm gonna get those points. Everyone gets really upset um, when, uh, you know, when we're called nerds about this stuff. But like, people that watch sports and t keep track of that stuff yeah. are nerds themselves. I so. mean, do you eventually see like, um, like those East, like those, uh, those online betting companies, like? Um, Trying to, I just blanked out on some names, but like, um, we don't need to give them shine. I don't support them. <laughs> hey, they're not paying for the podcast. Not. Yeah. We pay yeah. them for our own money. We'll just we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it broad. Uh, but do you do you ever see those kind of those those companies like uh, being like, hey, we want to like do our own fantasy Overwatch league? You and you you invest like a hundred dollars or whatever money you want, and then you you place bets like and stuff. Do you ever see that actually becoming reality? Um, I think uh, depending on what are the bigger leagues align themselves with, whoever. They align themselves with the leagues. Yeah. Um, right now in an open market, no. There's too many of them. There's there's too many um, of those. Uh, not uh, direct. There's no direct traffic to them, or they're focusing on like cryptocurrency or um, all that stuff. Um, what's really gonna like step in is if let's say. Well, I always use League of Legends as an example because it's like the most yeah, sustainable and, and not most sustainable, but most um, consistent esport. Right, like yeah. if they wanted to partner with like uh, what's it called the the betting like, thing, the William uh, what what is it called the one of, uh, one of the casinos or something like that. Yeah, that I just thought of one fantasy. like DraftKings. Yeah, like DraftKings. Like yeah. They, yeah. They, they That's used what to. I was thinking of before. Yeah, yeah DraftKings. So um, if they wanted to partner with DraftKings, yeah, of course it's gonna work like that. But at the same time, right, like sports is seen as this upper echelon of adults after college, right? That they have beer sponsors, they have alcohol sponsors, they have all this stuff, right? But what's wrong about video games is because it's such a gray area and there's no real crackdown on um, what's, what is there to, you know, is video games for kids? What is video games for adults? Is esports for adults? Is esports for kids? So most of these leagues, when I read their rule book or read us entering the, into the leagues, they have a restriction on gambling. They have a restriction yeah, right. on alcohol. They have an, like a, a restriction on marijuana. 
I can never get those sponsors. I could never tap into that market and get those marketing dollars, especially when alcohol gives a lot of money. Yeah. They give a ton of money. Can you imagine if we were allowed to have tobacco sponsors? Every esport would every esport team would be profitable. <laughs> I mean, imagine imagine a broadcast of on, online on something and like you cut to a commercial for Bud Light. Imagine that. Do you imagine the revenue that like your you get like, a lot. organization would be making? You get a lot. If but, you could cut to like on um like a, a like a Bud Light commercial or like you could, or even like if a jersey had like a symbol for a, a tobacco company or something like that. Yeah, it, it's deemed it's it's deemed you know bad because you're marketing to kids so they don't do it they don't allow it game developers don't want to do it um because there's no real clear direction of um going through you know high school college and then growing up to you know most most people that go to the nfl they they completed college right so um there's no clear pathway for that in esports because there's so many ecosystems and so many uh different infrastructures that you you're a part of um one funny story so we were talking. Well, I was talking to you um, a long time ago with uh, like a, like an OG member of Twitch, and uh, it's funny because one of the topics of conversation were like, "There's one industry that they wanted to tap into, but they didn't know how without tainting the brand of Twitch." Um, was was Pornhub, right? Oh yeah, like, like, and like, you porn almost you porn. got into it. Yeah. Yeah, and and like pornography, trying to get into like esports. It's like how how does that work? Or streaming. They already have that stuff, but like they wanted to tap into like mainstream culture of it. How yeah. do you? How does that work? That's like the. They were like, "This is like a multi-billion-dollar thing. How do we make it work?" <laughs> of course, like that's that's like a, a problem in itself. And I, I always in the back of my head, man, it's like, how would th- how would that work? How would how would that how do I tap into those billions? How do I become how do I become Mark Cuban overnight? How do I do it? <laughs> so I'm like sitting there rocking in the corner trying to figure out what the answer is but you can't it's hard sitting there yeah. like I want to be the Zuckerberg of Eastwood yeah. how do I do it <laughs> I'm going to attach myself to porn <laughs> <laughs> I've done it but no I don't I, but I don't even want to do that like you know what I mean it's, yeah billions are nice I'm, I you mean, know what's better than a billion dollars a trillion dollars <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say like uh, <laughs> a good moral compass no? <laughs> no, 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 no 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 trillions of dollars actually <laughs> so from um, being substituted in league what what was the transition from like I guess being some type under a competitive player into like working in esports or just not being a player. Yeah. So, uh, so and then growing from there. Yeah. So I I was never uh, technically well technically on paper yeah but like I was never a competitive player. Um, I always managed teams, managed brands, built them up uh, for the longest time. Uh, worked for SK Gaming a long mm-hmm. time ago. Um, did a little uh, freelance work for like Team Liquid and all the other teams um, growing up through like, League of Legends and, and different games, um, specifically CSGO and Halo. Um, so started Renegades, started Misfits, uh, went over to work for Immortals, like my first VC company that I was like part of. Um, but after that, I was just really tired because um, I was traveling around a lot, didn't know what I was doing, followed a girl back home, heart was broken. <laughs> Uh, went back home, didn't know what to do with myself. Be like that sometimes. Yeah, right. Uh, so I, it's a generic story that everyone has at least fallen into. Um, Everyone's got that path at some but point. But yeah, so so I was really tired of just growing these companies, and I, I see like all the guys are like making millions of dollars after they sell their company, right? So I'm like helping uh, as an employee. I'm like, I was I was working as a salary job, so got tired of that, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do it myself this time. Um, I'm all in on it. So did that, went back home, uh, got investment from some partners. Uh, well, not from some partners, from the Steelers. But before that, it was just, it was it was a blind shot in the dark because I wanted to prove a um, proof of concept. And that was with the PUBG team. Um, I would like to say that we're really close with PUBG. I, I, I love the developers. Went to Korea, met with a whole bunch of um, guys over there. Um, their vision of the game is, is fantastic. I played PUBG even after Apex, and I still love it. So there must be they must be doing something right. Um, but yeah, like after that, I was just really tired of making other people a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was the real crux of it. Um, and then after that, it's 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 not even that like most people can probably make a lot more money elsewhere. Yeah. But making money in the thing that you love. You know, work's not work if you love it. So yeah. that's how I feel about the entire thing. Right. So, 
this is this might be a, a very broad question, but as someone who's worked, you you you've done this, you know, you got the heartbreak story, you came back, you built your <laughs> own thing. Um, you know, you get a lot of guys that are like in their early twenties and stuff who do who like didn't maybe didn't cut it as a pro player or something, and they want to go on to do what you're doing now. Like, what is your big advice for them? Like, can I add on to that before oh, you please, answer it? Yeah, Actually, go for it. Go for it. Outside of just being like a pro player who may not have made it, what about like a kid who? let's say graduates high school but doesn't attend college and it's just like I know that I'm passionate about gaming and esports but I don't know where to like I don't know how to break into this industry because there's it's so competitive right now yeah it's it's quite quite difficult um I'm not going to give you like a a uh, a story that oh yeah you know you can totally do it okay, so I I, I will no give you oh, no, shit. honestly so there's this uh, story about this guy that goes to SpaceX with Elon Musk and meets him. And uh, he goes and he's with a group of people and they're trying to understand like how Elon Musk became Elon Musk, how do you work at SpaceX or like all these like top upper echelon companies that like, you know, Elon Musk is like doing God's work, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> he gets there, he's, he's hella passionate, extremely interested and he finally meets Elon Musk and then Elon Musk like walks into the room and says, "None of you are going to be entrepreneurs. Go home," or <laughs> something like that. It, it's not exactly as blunt, but something along the right, lines right, right. of that. And that's not a test to him being like true about it. it. It's a test to filtering out who the people want to keep going down the path. Yeah, Does that makes sense. It's gonna be highly competitive. Um, how do you beat the other guy? Um, uh, I think. Uh, I, I was watching this video of um, uh, Hector from Optic, and he was like saying, "Yeah, you're allowed to take off, you know, a day for work, right? You're, you're, if you want to work in esports, you're allowed to go home to see your family um, on on Christmas. You're allowed to go do all these things. Go do it. But note that there's someone out there that's not going to go see their family, that is not going to take that day off of work." Right and work while a bucket's next to their desk so they can puke in it. Um, so that's who you have to be. You have to be, and, and it's, it's taxing, it's grueling on your life. Um, like for instance, my, my day, the only day that I, I set aside for any, um, any uh, quality of life uh, type things uh, or, or self-care is Sunday. I work from seven to seven every day, including Saturdays. And then I go home and then I try to uh, do as much research for the following day. Right. So that's like the thing. PAX is my, my holiday right now. <laughs> right, right, right. But at the same time, I'm working. Yeah, here um, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it as advice to them, you just do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, advice to them, um, one, it might not even be esports. You might just like it as a hobby. You might just like it as, you know, as a viewer, a spectator, um, make sure that you, you know what you want first. Um, for a long time, I didn't even know what I wanted to do going out of high school. No one should be expected to know what they want to do at the age of 18. Yeah. Right? That Making a decision to go to college and being $50,000 in debt should not be left up to an 18-year-old. None of us were prepared at that moment to make that decision. <laughs> and some of us took that decision without knowing the repercussions of it. Yeah, I'm a huge like I'm I'm a huge advocate for uh, UBI universal base income stuff and college for forgiveness stuff, but I'm hella conservative on the political end. So, like, there's something wrong there. That's another discussion <laughs> for a different time. It doesn't involve esports <laughs> that I am really really deep into. Believe it or not, I do follow politics a lot. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the advice for uh, that person, if you're going to do it, you're either all in or you're out. Yeah. There's no gray area. It's black and white. Uh, are you better than the next person? Are you better than this person? Uh, for some reason, esports is like Hollywood, and people tend to fail upwards. So as long as you're doing something, you're going to fail upwards. I don't know what it is. I've seen so many people that just... that I do not think they're qualified, but apparently they are qualified. I think that's what my issue with it is. <laughs> I'm like, because my whole... So 
I'll be honest. It's like Hollywood. You just bail off words, man. Like there's a fucking, uh, fucking uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy that directed uh, M Night Shyamalan. He just keeps getting oh movies, God. dude. I, I don't know what it is. He made Last Airbender, and it's yeah. like this fucking sucks. He's never gonna work again. And then he made like uh, exactly. Split. He made Split, and everyone's so, like, oh, he's the best director again. It's like yeah. what the fuck? As long as you're doing something, apparently you're you're fine. Someone's gonna give you money for something, apparently. I mean, See, yeah. that, that was like part of the reason why I wanted to do the podcast because I wanted to have like genuine people who are passionate. Because I'm like. There's too much fuckery that's going on, <laughs> and I don't understand how these people are successful. But then I'm like, there's a market for it. Like, God damn it! Like, just let me find the genuine people, and I want to have conversations it's, with them. I mean, it's it's the same idea. Uh, I mean, outside of this this world, um, I'm, I'm I'm an emergency room nurse. Um, it's the same token where it's like you see people who are like, how are you doing this job? Yeah. Like, how are you allowed to save lives and or try to and fail? And and it's like. I don't know, the money's good. And it's like, okay, here we are. <laughs> it's it's almost the same way. It's like, well, I do this because, okay, the money's good. And I don't know. But there are, and it's the same way, is that in esports, there are genuinely, like, passionate people. And it's, and sometimes you just have to weed past the bullshit and be them. like, and that's what this, this is really the point of this podcast, to find the genuinely passionate people about it and talk to them and get their stories. So speaking of failures, we're going to go to the more positive light Ooh. and go to the actual positive side of things. Oh, I thought what you were going to th- say, what are your failures? Oh, yeah, let's get in that. As a esports owner, what are some of your biggest things where you look at it and maybe not, it may have been a lesson learned, but you were like, damn, I could have done that better or like, that wasn't the way I planned. How do I get over this like hump? I mean, I I think there's a lot of failures in it um, that, I, that I've run into over the years. I mean, like, these were so small. Um, it's, you, you have to, it it's so tight-knit that everyone kind of, like, knows each other yeah. in, in some form of fashion. So you have to be extremely, like, PC. You have to be just, for some reason, politically correct. You just got to be PC. And even being PC, everyone looks at you as being PC, and they hate you for it. So, so uh, the, the failure is uh, caring what other people think. Just keep doing your thing. Uh, go out there, slay it, and let the accomplishments speak for themselves. Because a lot of people, like, because... I hate to say it, but most of the esports communities are very incestuous. It's, it, that's the truth of it. Like, it's, I wasn't kidding that esports was like Hollywood because people talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, and b- because we grew up in a gaming environment, we grew up without um, knowledge or people watching over us to tell us what was wrong and what's right. And a lot of the people in the industry are toxic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> everyone grew true. up telling them, uh, telling everyone to have go s- have sex with their moms, right? Like, yeah. um, telling Xbox somebody like you're a piece of shit is like yeah. very casual. Exactly. It's, so. Um, people are growing out of that now, but it, the stigmatism is still there yeah. because of where we all grew up from. Because we were kids back in the day. Yeah. Right? I mean, most I, of these esports teams were made for, by kids. Yeah. FaceTime yeah. was made literally by kids that were doing 360 no scopes on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, like you look at like um, not to bring up Overwatch League, but you see like all these random controversies that come out for Overwatch League for their players and stuff who have these very crazy I'm not going to mention the actual scandals but I'm sure you've heard of them and stuff like that and and it's the idea of also like it's like having these 18 20 19 year old kids being caught up in these scandals like well how did they get involved in those scandals well there was nobody around being like hey you shouldn't do that exactly don't do that don't do oh he did it like there was nobody there to do that and And it happens I mean like that's that's the world we live in I I do wish there was some form of government interjection into esports. I mean, the only thing that the government has really done for esports is allowing video game players to be recognized professional athletes. Right? There's no real lockdown of, boom, this is what it is. got to be 21 to participate in any competitive video gaming uh, environment. There's no, none of that. Yeah. Right? In traditional sports, there is. Yeah. There is something that says, go finish college. you got to be this age. You have to have basic necessities and knowledge of life before you enter into something that you know you may only have three years as like a running back right um there's none of that in esports and it's unmonitored and people don't know how to grow up in today's world because it's progressing so fast there's no right or wrong answer of like parenting now these days of that and i'm not even saying just parents it's just guidance yeah yeah because once you get to this age you figure out that none of us know what the fuck we're doing when we were little kids, we thought, you know, the teenagers knew what they were doing. When we were teenagers, we thought we knew what, like, the high school kids 
were doing. When we were high school kids, we thought the college kids knew what they were doing. And then we, when we were college kids, <laughs> we thought that adults no. knew what they were doing. And then you realize none of us know what we're and, doing. And then here we are, like <laughs> 28 years old. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Exactly. But that's okay. I think that's, I think that's also okay, a little bit. Not like having some control, but also being like, every day is a new day. It's a new chance for a new, like a new opportunity. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> yes. Is that good advice? But even if you try to protect yourself of being an asshole, you somehow turn out to be the asshole. So that's, that's just the normal thing. Like logic. People hate logic because he's positive. And it's like... A lot of people hate logic because they think like, oh, he's so positive stuff. That's definitely fake. He's fucking fake. And then it's like... Maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not the one to judge logic. Look, I mean, I'm not his gonna, music's pretty I'm good. I'm not going to knock him for trying to put out a positive message. You'd be like, hey, be a good person. You know what? No, logic. <laughs> I'm going to go be a shitty person. It's like, yeah. okay then. All right. Yeah. Um, but on that note, I guess we can get into like one last question. Is uh, What are your goals for your org like in the future? Now, in the future, and where would you like to see it when you're an old man? And you're like, you know what? Knights, I've done what I've had to do. If you had to step away from it, where would you like to see your organization? Um, well, right now, um, I'll tell you what the current thing is, and if I had to step away, I would like to see where it goes. Um, for right now, I'm on the back end. A lot of people just hit me up about like being part of esports, doing this, doing that. I have kind of like filtered myself because before I, I made myself so available to everyone. Yeah. Mm. Um, because I always I always wanted to be like super genuine and answer like every email, but it's like it's that's impossible. Yeah. Um, but every email message, but that's impossible. Um, right now on the back end, I'm working on uh, collecting all the Infinity Stones uh, of esports. You'll, we got Thanos on the fucking yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, but outside looking in, I I want to see uh, my org succeed and and um, create the staple and the pathway for localization for esports and the importance of that because everyone's fighting over the same market right now. Um, if anyone is in the esports realm, they'd understand that, you know, the Cloud Nines, the TSMs, the 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 you know Team Liquids of the world, they're all like they're all fighting over the same market. And it's heavily saturated, and the only way to really um, tap into something that's not there is the localization part. Because there's so many businesses in cities that don't reach globally. Esports is global, yet it's distant from. Uh, from like hometown, um, hometown aura. Which what I mean it by that is, if you go to any other like just sports game in general, like traditional sports, the crowd is a little bit similar to esports crowds, but they're completely different. It, you know what I mean. So, um, what I want to see is other teams follow suit of taking the localization route and co connecting themselves with city because there's a ton of sustainability and opportunities for for that mm. um, I'd love to see a Cleveland team I'd love to see a Baltimore team I'd love to see um, all everyone taking up that real estate for for those because that's in in truth of it that the, that's the 10 year answer down the road yeah right so you, mean, so you believe in franchising essentially like it, it because it's something that works it should be done or you know that's just like for sustainability, like that's where we are, we're headed. Yeah, I, I totally believe that. I, a good example of this is um, um, Highmark, a health insurance company that's only in Pittsburgh, mm. will only deal with us because we're in Pittsburgh. Who else are you going to go to? Yeah. Who else is Highmark going to ever go to? A health insurance company. N name me one time a health insurance company has ever given a seven figure contract to. You work uh, in health, I don't, I don't, so you can answer that. You know what I mean? No, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> no. never. Exactly. Never. When are they ever going to partner with Cloud9? Cloud9 has no rights on that because yeah. they're not in Pittsburgh. I didn't we even are. know that's amazing. You actually. know what I mean? Like, those are, those are, there are markets. <laughs> you just piqued my interest. There, like, there, there are opportunities in localization that you just can't get with, with a regular team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine, like, a New York-based team and them being, uh, like, paired up with, like, like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Blue Cross Blue Shield yeah. really only hits the New York, the New York tri-state area, well, and that would be amazing. Um, do you ever see it being like seeing like a forty-year-old dad in like a supermarket with like the the faded esports team like shirt or something like that, like way down the road? I uh, down like, the road, yeah, maybe. But right now, I see uh, an adult with uh, you know we're in Boston. I use a Boston as as a as an example. I see um, a dad wearing his Patriot stuff. 
right? He's in the market at like Dick's Sporting Goods or something, right? Or or, or wherever that you, you purchase sports gear, and he sees like a Boston Uprising shirt, and he'll get that because he wants his kid to like, you know, that's the connection. Yeah. Right. I you know that's where you know the kid's gonna love the Fortnites. He's gonna that's that's his connection. That's how you bridge the gap between old generation and new generation of um, entertainment. I will be the forty-year-old guy wearing a Pittsburgh Knights jersey <laughs> that's faded. It's gonna be the faded Pittsburgh. I like a, at a like at a Wizards game, being like, "Yeah, I know I have the wrong jersey on, but <laughs> I'm right here. here. I'm here. I, I was here at the like the conception of this." But um, do you have any projects you want to shout out, or where can people yeah. follow you, your team, yeah. your org? So uh, everything plug, is Knights. Plug everything. We, yeah, yeah. Every, everything is either Knights or Knights GG. We have Knights on Instagram. We ninja that. It was nice. Um, <laughs> Um, Did you pay someone, or it just was there? No, it's just there. It's just there. We have it. So we just opened up the office door. It's available. <laughs> it's available. Um, no, we, we would never sell that asset. It's too much money. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, so you can follow everything on for my team, um, Knights, Pittsburgh Knights. Uh, we're based out of Pittsburgh. We're born and bred, black and gold. Um, and uh, you'll be seeing a couple of announcements in the next couple of months that won't be... Bopping. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but for me, uh, you can find me either uh, Leonix everywhere on the internet, L-E-O-N-Y-X, or uh, I am Leonix. So you'll be able to find me. It's easy. Ooh. Everyone uses Google now these days. Or Bing. Ew. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I had to drop that one because I'm really close with Microsoft. See, shout out to Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. See, had, <laughs> they're, they're, they're fantastic. I had a good like title for the podcast episode when he's like, oh, just slay it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of yeah, dope. Then he's like, I'm Thanos. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can work with it. And then he goes, bing. And I'm like, yikes. Now I'm going to have to name the episode bing. Sick. Like, hey, look, bing scraping is actually way better than Google's. If you actually look at, just just hear, hear, oh, hear me out. Oh, this is... <laughs> This because, is the real because topic of the podcast. Because people are not educated and they don't use another product, Bing scraping software is actually superior. If you Google esports matches versus each other, like the esports teams on it, it'll show like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the upcoming matches, right? And usually it'll only be like the League of Legends one for Google. But if you go and Google or, or Bing, I see, you know, the power of branding. Um, <laughs> if you go Bing, like esports teams or anything like that, it scrapes it better. Like it actually form, uh, it actually makes like all the schedules and whatnot for your like favorite esports teams and whatnot. Right. Because they've been actively working on it. I know that for a fact. Thank Ooh, you, Tom. Okay. Exclusive. It's actually, okay. it's actually a better platform for esports, believe it or not, because they've been actively working on it. Intriguing. Yeah. And with that, guys, thank you so much as usual. For I had an ending oh, that I've been working something? on, but I, oh, what do you got? I kind of like. You um, had a jingle. Sort of, but actually, this this actually needs to be mentioned before we leave 100%. Because we were very disappointed with the music at the parties. He's so when, mad when, about this. when are we going to get a, a Wiz Khalifa Snoop Dogg Ooh. Nights Festival? That was good, actually. Do, Do we you remember come? one of those like announcements? Like, oh. Later? We'll figure it out, but we'll okay. figure it out. Guess we're going to Pittsburgh soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And with that, until Good Game Do Us Part, we're out of here. Thanks. Till next time, guys.